Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 102, continuing our chronological look through the Gospels. We're going to focus on the passages that talk about Jesus's baptism today. Yeah, and why would he even need to be baptized? Mm, and so we'll talk about that. So, yes. um, that's not that's not the initial question, though. Okay. So, okay. So, what do you remember about your baptism? Okay, I was a senior in high school. Okay, it was at Trinity Church, the old building, which many people maybe don't even know that in East Lansing, uh, and. It was after a backpacking trip that I did with the youth group, which was an intense camping. I might have talked about that a little bit in earlier episodes, but it was a very spiritually solidifying mile marker trip for me. And so I did Mm. want to be baptized after that as a public declaration. There were two or three of us on the trip and we were baptized by our youth pastor at the time, Dennis Carpenter. So it was fun to do that with those friends and, and to have him do it because he was a huge, huge spiritual influence in my life at that time. Formative years, uh, uh, again, super, super important. Uh, I was 13 and um, I responded to the gospel earlier that morning and I was baptized in the, later that evening. Okay. And uh, now was that the church tradition? That was, was the church tradition. Okay. It was, it was the first Sunday Hand when I accepted they... Jesus. And then we typically baptized on the first Sunday, just like we had communion. We typically had baptism okay. on the first Sunday and it was just a part of it. And we, we, we had an interest, interesting baptistry. It was in the floor. Uh, <gasps> yes. It was like, like you, a trap door. <laughs> If you remember, if you remember the Munsters, they had the little dungeon. Yes. That's kind of the way it was in the floor, but it was there and it was, um, it it was, it was pretty, I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday and, um, and it was, it was a great, it was a great time, 13 years old. And, um, and I think I was the only one that was baptized that night. And, uh, so it was, it was pretty, pretty special. And so. Um, but, but why are we talking about our baptisms? Well, because we're, Jesus gets baptized, he does. which is a very, very interesting you know, concept that someone who is sinless, um, someone who didn't really need to be baptized, was actually baptized by John. So let's talk about what's up with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even before we get into that scene, this is our first episode where we are really focusing on one event. Yep. And so we will see Matthew, Mark, and Luke. There's a lot of overlap in how they retell this. And that's not just true for this story. It is true for um, a number of events in Jesus's life that we'll see in the gospels. And you alluded to this, I think in the trailer yep. that there was a word we would be talking about. <laughs> yeah. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are often grouped together and they are called synoptic gospels. Okay. So what does that mean? And it just simply means that the, you, you have um, these gospel writers and they are, um, they are pretty much telling the same, same stories with uh, kind of a different view. And they're, some of them are uniquely like chronological in the sense that this, you see it over and over again in certain, in, in those spaces in the gospels, but you have these three gospels telling the same story from different perspectives. And the reason they're called that obviously, because those three are grouped together, John doesn't 
have a lot of what these gospels have. And, um, and so you're going to see a lot of the same stories in those three gospels. Mm-hmm. And isn't yeah. it true that it's thought that John maybe wrote his last. Yep. And so he's filling in some gaps or highlighting to even writing with a, not, he wasn't as interested in specific chronological exactly. order. Exactly. He's filling in gaps, adding to themes of ministry and that sort of thing. And he is actually, and and John, again, also is showing a lot of the deity of Mm. Jesus. We see, we see a a lot of the deity in the synoptics as well, but John is like, you know, from the I am statements, um, Jesus, John starts off, Jesus uh, was the word. um, He was, the word was with God. The word was God. And then we begin to see how the word was actually God in many respects with the I am statements and kind of giving us a hint that no, Jesus is yes, human, but we see a lot of his divine nature in, um, in, in John's gospel. So, so yeah, so, um, so we, we, we see um, Jesus getting baptized. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of set the scene for us of what's happening up to this point. Yeah. And so even when I was preparing for this episode, I um, even tell a little of the process of that too, because I, so I read it in Mark and then I read it again in Matthew and then I read Luke's version and I was trying to picture it, you know, have those details in my mind of what this scene, what this true actual event looked like. And then as I was reading and then rereading, then flipping, flipping back and (laughs) forth, I noticed just the personal nature of this experience. Yes, there were other people around. Yes, John is there. But a couple of them mentioned how the heavens were opening for him, like for Jesus, Hmm. and that the spirit of God descended like a dove, like he saw he being Jesus, that spirit. And so it just made me, that's what really jumped out to me as I read and then reread that scene instead of, I mean, because I've seen some movie versions of it where (laughs) it feels like, I don't know, everybody's a part of it. When I read it several different times, it really came to seem like much more of a personal experience. Like this is, well, actually it's a, Oh, what's there's another fancy word for it, but where we see the Trinity, yeah, yeah, where we so it's an interaction. Here is Jesus, God the Son, God the Father. Oh, you know, He speaks, and then we see the Spirit Descending. coming like a dove. So yeah. there they all are: Father, yeah. Son, and Spirit. What's that fancy word? Trinity. Well, okay, oh, Trinit- no. Trinitarian something revelation or something, or something like okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not that fancy, but yes. Okay. Um, but I love. That's what that's what I was picturing was just this was for Jesus, he and his father, an interaction, and not so much a crowd yeah, participation yeah, event. Yeah. So. I'm 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 struck by um, you know, obviously the you know, you've set the scene and now we go to the actual baptism, which is I'm I'm struck by why would Jesus need to be baptized? I mean, he's sinless. Typically, mm-hmm. you know, John talks about, um, hey, repent and confess and repent and be baptized. So there is a sense where there is sin associated. You've confessed it, you repent, and now the fruit, one of the fruit of your repentance is baptism. So John was baptizing people as well. But but when you hear that Jesus was baptized, it's like, okay, I thought theologically he's sinless he's perfect and so why would he need to be baptized mm-hmm. and um and so so let's let's talk about the reason why 
he would need to be baptized. And, you know, is our faith shaken now that Jesus is baptized? And does that mean that he's sinful and his yeah. sins were forgiven? Why, why does he need to be baptized? Yeah. Well, so whenever we read something in scripture that's confusing, it is important to be a Bible reader, yeah, not yeah. just a Bible quoter. Yeah. So how does this fit with all that we know? Um, and, and we do know that Jesus yeah. was sinless. So it's not for yeah. repentance of sin. In Matthew 3.15, it says Jesus was baptized to fulfill all righteousness, yeah. which is not the easiest answer. <laughs> so what is so what does that mean that he was fulfilling all righteousness? Um, my study Bible notes, I was very glad to see they had a little note about it. So what does that mean? Why was Jesus baptized? He was um, one element might be he was confessing sin on behalf of the nation. Yeah, we talked about that in that last episode of collective and and, and individual. Yeah, so Jesus is doing that. He's showing support for John's ministry. He's beginning, it does mark his, the beginning of his public ministry, and he's identifying with the repentant people, not the critical religious people, yeah, which I thought yeah, that yeah. was an interesting point because he really does. He is identifying himself. This is, this is who we want to be in our relationship with God, recognizing yeah. our needs. Yeah. So. Part of, part of, you know, obedience and humility and mm -hmm. all of these things that come, everything you've mentioned, and I just simply would add, um, um, the, the humility and even the example part that, yeah. um, that we too, you know, if Jesus was baptized, then what keeps us from being baptized, which I think, you know, he becomes, um, you know, a, a great motto, a great example of humility in, in this, uh, in this moment. So that, I mean, again, I think that is really, um, you know, again, a, a great, uh, our, our faith is not shaken, um, that Jesus is somehow sinful and needs to be baptized. But again, there's this identification with, uh, with humanity. Um, and so we, when Jesus comes out of the water, so John takes him into the water. Um, and we, I think we can pretty clearly say based on the word baptize is that John takes him under the water and brings him up. But something happens, something happens, something unique happens. And you alluded to it earlier when Jesus comes out of the water and um, and we'll we'll camp uh, camp out there for a little bit. So what happens when Jesus comes out of the water? Yeah. So the heaven opens up yep. and the spirit descends like a dove. It's it. So in the movie versions, they have a dove, actually <laughs> like a bird coming down, landing on Jesus's shoulder. I, I did think it was interesting. It says the spirit came like a dove. So maybe it wasn't actually a bird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but why? And what you had some fun insight, another of those connecting. Back yeah. Yeah. Well, I, there, there is this um, again, just just how how the Lord is kind of working in, in my mind, in my heart right now. So you. In the very beginning, in Genesis one, uh, one, uh, in chapter one, verses one and two, we see the the spirit hovering over the chaos, over the wasteland, over empty spaces, over the emptiness, over the darkness and void. And so the spirit hovers, and the the Hebrew word translated the, the spirit is moving, and we know that uh, the Trinity creates. So the spirit is at creation, but he is creating as well. And so, um, and, 
with Jesus coming out of the water, we see the spirit descending again, hovering, if you will, over the waters. Waters mm. represent chaos. Mm. Jesus is coming out of the chaos saying, um, you know, I am ready to start my ministry. And the spirit descending, hovering, saying, I am going to now not only create, but recreate mm. through the life of of Jesus. And so, so I think we see this sense where... Um, where where this new creation, this new era is happening, and the spirit co-signs, double clicks on it, and says that this is the one that is going to begin the new creation, like I created, you know, back in the in the Old Testament, and and we hear uh, the Father saying, you know, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. So so God is giving approval here, mm-hmm. um, and so I think. There's this 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 beautiful Trinity revelation that we see um, that that stamps approval, that stamps the beginning of his ministry, that stamps creation and new creation in the hearts of people. And so, to me, that's a that's a really important um, kind of connection yeah. that the Spirit is creating, but He is also recreating through Jesus. And I love the momentum that's building yeah, with yeah. your reference in the previous episode to the new Exodus. And now we have a new creation. Like it is all, I, the Jesus Storybook Bible is one of our favorite children's Bibles. And the subtitle of that is Every Story Whispers His Name. Yeah. Um, and it really, when you read that, which I actually recommend for adults to read, to get a good picture of the full narrative of scripture. But we see two here, these, now we've had two connections in a row to these key Old Testament events that we just can't ignore. Like it does show, yeah, something, you know, this Jesus, he's the real deal. There's something, there's something coming. There's something really yeah. good. I, I think another, another insight that I think we uh, even though it was a unique experience for Jesus when the father speaks, said, this is my son mm-hmm. um, in whom I'm well pleased. Um, and, and, and there's this sense it's unique, but I think the father speaks over us in the same way. Yeah. He says, you know, Carolyn, you're my daughter and I'm pleased in you. He's not always pleased in the stuff that we do. He's not always pleased with our attitudes. He's not always pleased with our behavior, but he is pleased in us. Mm -hmm. He approves us as a person. Um, and, and I love that. And, and some days we don't hear that. We, we look for approval in so many different places when the father says, I I've already given you my approval. You're enough. And, I'm well pleased in you. And, and even that is motivation for me to do better the next day. Yeah. Knowing that I, I have, um, that I want to please my heavenly father in that way. And I think it's with all of our, all of our kids, they want to please their parents in some way, whether it's grades or whether it's sports, um, they, they want to, to please their father or their mother. And, um, and I think as parents, we get an opportunity to say, you don't have to hustle for our love. You, you really, we are already pleased in you and we approve you as a person. And I think even though this is a unique experience for Jesus, I think it, it, um, there's a dotted line to every human being who, uh, who chooses to follow Jesus. I approve you. I love you. You don't have to hustle for my love. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, uh, so again, I think that's a, another, another, uh, insight that I, I take personally yeah. is that the father is a pro, uh, he's, he's pleased with me. Yeah. And, and that 
God is saying this to Jesus before he starts his ministry. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't, he hasn't, hasn't done he, he yeah. hasn't done, I mean, he did become a baby yeah. um, and humbled himself in that way, but he hasn't healed people. He hasn't yeah. taught yeah. great sermons that really, yeah, hey, yeah. I am well pleasing you. Nope. It's just starting off. Yeah. That's just how God feels about him. And I do totally agree. That is true for us too. It's not because of what we do or what we say earns God's favor. He loves us simply because he loves us. Yeah, I love it. That's who he is. If, if you, and, and again, we look at Jesus's baptism, which again, he's an example mm-hmm. um, for for all of us. And we would say if you're, you know, if you're listening right now, you're listening here in, um, you know, in the Lansing area or United States or even our international listeners, if you've, ne- if you've trusted Jesus, but you've never been baptized, I, we would say, man, take that next step. Yeah. It is a way of identifying with Jesus to say, I've chosen to follow him. He's my Lord and Savior. Though Jesus didn't have to be baptized, but he does give us an example and he invites us. Baptism doesn't save us, right. but it is a, a um, an outward sign of an inward grace or an inward transformation. And um, and I can't tell you, uh, I can't tell you enough. My, my I still remember my baptism was so special and it, it started me on my journey, my mm-hmm. adventure with Jesus to say, I'm going to follow you. I may fall down sometimes, but I'm going to follow you. And I want the whole world to know. Yeah. And it is that spiritual marker, a stake in the ground. Absolutely. You know, it is on a day and you, you can always look back to that when you like, okay, I, I did make that commitment. I made that declaration yeah. of following Jesus. Yeah. So what can we learn about God or believe about God and believe about ourselves? Yeah. Um, I think what we can believe about God is that he is, he's pleased in us, not because of things that we do, um, but because he loves us. And what I can believe about myself and others is that desire to then respond to that love. Like uh, a verse I have prayed a lot lately is that I and people that I'm praying for would know and rely on the love that God has for me. And I really think that's it. If I actually know God's love and I am relying on it in my everyday life, that, that really is all I need. Yeah. I think for me is um, God will do anything but sin to identify with the people that he love, Hmm. that he loves. And so looking at uh, what Jesus did, though, he was he was not sinful, um, perfect and chose to identify with humanity through baptism. Something um, it it, it is a sort of humiliation, if you will. And um, and I think God does that. He looks and says, how, how can I best show my people that I love them, my creation, that I love them and that I'm willing to do anything to prove that I love them? And, uh, and I think with Jesus's baptism, that is a clear, clear sign and signal that God is willing to do anything but sin to identify with his creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, friends, for joining us. I encourage you to have a spiritual conversation with someone else yourself this week.